ticket off and Welcome to Thoughts, Conversations and To-Do Lists with me, your host, Fiona Ross. And I always say I'm excited about my guest on this podcast, but arguably this is the most excited I've ever been because this guest is um, uh, very special to me. And I would like to welcome Mr. Tony Barnes. Welcome, Tony. Hello. Thank you. Pleasure. Now, some people listening will know exactly who you are, but there are many people on here listening, I hope, that won't listen, uh, who won't know who you are. So for um, someone listening, thinking, well, who is this Tony Barnes? Why has Fee got Tony Barnes on her podcast? How would you describe yourself to someone who doesn't know you? Who is Tony Barnes? I think it depends who I'm talking to, but uh, generally I'd say... Uh, yeah, I'm a software engineer and a music producer, um, and I'm Fiona Ross's son, if I'm a oh, music <laughs> See, I wasn't going to say that till later on. Yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those slightly awkward conversations when we're gonna, you're going to try and call me Fiona, and I'm going to try and not call you something else. But i tell you what we do. So for the listeners, this is a slightly more personal podcast. Um, we call each other B1 and B2. We do. Yeah. And this this comes from bananas in pajamas. So anyone listening, it's a it's a children's cartoon, and there's these bananas that are dressed up, and I'm B one, <laughs> and Tony is B two. Yeah, we've tried to get others on board with like B three and B four, but it didn't really work. It's not it's not it's not kicked off. I kind of thought that might, <laughs> but it might be easier than uh, for today. So I'm going to refer to you as B one uh, as B two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I wanted to ask you uh, onto this podcast on a, on a very serious note, um, other than you being incredibly supportive, obviously, of my music, you are supportive of so many people and do so many incredible things. And I wanted to shine a light on that. And I know some people listening, and I'm going to shout out Kim Cipher, who I'm imagining is going to be listening to this, and she will be going, oh, Tony, I imagine. Because you come to all of the women in jazz media gigs that we do. You are a huge supporter of the work we do. And you do the website. But you know what I'd like you to explain? To, to non, um, non-techies, um, when you say you're a software engineer, do you end up explaining, just saying, I do the website? <laughs> It, uh, yeah, it, it depends who you talk to, really. You know, if I'm talking to uh, my grandmother, for example, mm. I say websites and she still gets confused. So yeah. I just kind of give up at that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot more than websites. Like, um, yeah, I do the Women Jazz uh, Media website. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, I do like databases and lots of like behind the scenes things with like data and sending information in various places and like integrating with stuff. But like my bread and butter is, um, yeah, like uh, st- yeah, static like uh, uh, websites, you know, like, uh, women jazz media. It's just it's just like information. Um, yes, but uh, it's not like just a WordPress website. So when we say you do the website, you've created it from scratch, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's probably another topic, but yeah, there's loads of pros and cons to 
doing it from scratch. Uh, and one of the things is, you know, you've got complete control over it. So, yeah, we can make sure it's like very accessible. Um, so if someone's got uh, reading uh, impairments or, uh, you, you know, they've got, they've got some challenges around consuming information, um, which is a very, very, uh, very real scenario. Um, yeah, we've got complete control over that. We're not restricted by anything else. So uh, you can deliver something that looks good and, uh, just just feels good and uh, I don't know how to explain it really um. no and I but accessibility and I know you're quite passionate about that and I think uh, it's funny we referenced Kim uh, and I forget which magazine it is but we had a magazine a little while ago where Kim did this wonderful interview um, with this phenomenal bassist who is visually impaired she's she's blind she can't um, see uh, and I was quite happily thinking no no everything you know the magazine is accessible but you're always so hot on that of, you know, making sure that everybody can access it from all different angles. That's something you're quite passionate about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I th I mean, it's because, you know, the, the web is, you know, it's been around for a while, obviously, but it was it was built so that, you know, um, it, you know, information can be accessed by anyone. Like it's it's free information, you know, but like Wikipedia, anyone can go on to it, you know, mm. Um but uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. If, and if if you're not on top of it, um, yeah, you could have someone trying to view an article or something, mm. and say like an, an image, for example, if it doesn't have a description, like um, not it's not a description you can see. It's an it's an alt tag, mm. like alternative text, so that if you're not actually viewing the page with your eyes, like if you're blind, you have the page being read out to you it will read out the text for that image. So saying, oh, we're showing an image here of, um, I don't know, you know, um, uh, someone standing on a beach of a sunset photo taken by so-and-so. Um, so it's like, instead of it saying, this is an image, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, they don't know what it is. Um, they at least, you know, they can at least get some context of it. Um, and sort of going on a bit of a tangent, it's quite interesting because I, I thought I had a really good grasp on accessibility. Yeah. And on the web and making things totally accessible um yeah I've been doing it for a long time uh but there's a couple of designers I worked with last year and uh yeah there's some things not just accessibility like user experience wise just like things like wording the way you word things um can make it so much uh easier mm. to read digest and um uh yeah you know I thought I knew it well until I met them so I learned a lot from them and it's kind of enhanced my uh like uh you know passion for accessibility even more i'd say yeah and you know, and i have to say it's great for me so when i'm typing in a title for a photo for the magazine for example it's not enough to say um you know tony a, a photo of tony barnes in a white t-shirt because as you say this is the only description that some people will have so if i was you know i would need to write a title of the, if i took a screenshot i know that people listening can't see this but if i took a screenshot um, I would have to title the image, you know, Tony Barnes, you know, wearing glasses in the living room with a grey sofa, shelving, you know, I'd have to kind of really describe looking, looking casual, looking cool. I'd have to kind of really put a good description on it if we really want that person to understand what that image is about. So you've really made me much better at that. Oh, good. It's a pleasure. It's all about spreading the knowledge. Um yeah, so quite often if you put yourself in that shoe, you know, if, if you're really interested in something as an article, um, and there's there's issues on there um, that you know prevent you from reading it, or 
Uh, and even if it's just a, a text article, um, you know, it, depending on the color contrast, you know, some might be colorblind or so they can't see, I don't know, some obscure color on mm. a black background. So it's like, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. It's, so that's that's important as well, like visual colors. It yeah. is, and I, and I just wanted, yeah, I wanted people to to hear that because I say I know quite often, and I've heard you do it, and I say especially, let's say to the older generation. Uh, and we can use your nan as an example, who's your dad's mum. But sometimes it's easy to go, oh, yeah, I just do websites. And of course, there's so much, so much more involved in in that. And also, I think with the increasing, I mean, coding is kind of as as my mum would say is the in thing. Everyone's talking about coding. And of course, now you can make your own WordPress site. So, you know, it's a lot more accessible to do it independently do it yourself now but the level and the work that you do is that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game so I just wanted to kind of share some of that that you do because um your kind of day job if you like and I know I think some of it you can't it's like top secret but can you tell the listeners a little bit about the type of work you do during the day <laughs> it's, it's quite top secret though and I'd love to talk about it I can't, I can't really say much but yeah I really like the mix of you know because I love music I, I like you know um, building things, um, so mixing music and and code basically, uh, it's great, and I'd love to do more of that. Yeah, because you are also a musician, uh, which many people probably don't know, uh, and I will um, shout you out here because you were a classically trained pianist and you got into Guildhall, uh, and you were at grade eight standard by the time you were ten, but then you moved into the DJ world, and that began sort of a passion in that area so how would you describe your music activities uh yeah so i you know, i grew up with a very musical family uh lots of inspiration uh around me and there's you know always listens to good music um you know there's some albums that when i hear i remember them being heard uh i remember hearing them being played in the living room downstairs when i was upstairs when i was a little kid <laughs> um so no, yeah loads of loads of influences and um uh yeah direction i would say and lots of different um genres and uh artists um and yeah yeah you know, so in my um my teenage years i got into electronic music and i started uh, doing some djing and some producing just like in my bedroom um and i know after a while i sort of i guess i matured and um yeah i stopped djing um as, as much as much fun as it was um and um yeah now it's, it's a lot more a lot more chilled out as i say i'm, I'm very busy with um yeah, my, my my programming software work at the moment. Uh, so I'm kind of taking advantage uh, of of that while I can, because um, you know really good projects and it's really good for the uh, uh, you know the portfolio. Um, so yeah, at the moment I've um, you know I really like uh, like eighties retro music. So um, I'm I'm you know I've got some ideas and tracks that I'm work, trying to work on when I get the time. Uh, to to yeah, I'm, I'm creating these like eighties inspired stuff with a bit of modern twist. Um, so yeah, I've been saying for ages I really want to finish them and release them, but it's just getting in that head at the moment. So at the moment, I'm finding yeah, getting in that having that headspace. Yeah, being in the right headset. Um, with a you know a good amount of time, it's hard to come by now because I spend I spend a lot of time in front of computer screens. Yeah. So, uh, uh, after doing that for like ten hours, I kind of um yeah <laughs> want to go and get some fresh air or something because um, of course you've got does that answer it question? does you've got I mean you've got your own studio at home now that you're kind of developing so you are creating you do spend quite a bit of time on your music but you've been inspired I know we've discussed this so Stranger Things the soundtrack 
for Stranger Things. If anyone listening, I think most people have uh, heard of Stranger Things. Um, it's that type of, you love that kind of soundtrack, don't you? That 80s inspired music. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That no, is fantastic. I don't know, it just sends tingles down my spine. <laughs> um, in fact, one I worked on before, so after I went to Greenwich as Media uh, gig um, with my friend Dave and we saw a shiny white. Ah, we're um, going to talk about that. Both, both of yeah, um, both of us, you know, really inspired after that. But uh, yeah, I remember. I, I I think it was it wouldn't have been the night when I got back. But I think the next day or something. Um, yeah, I, I just chucked, started chucking some ideas down, and like the intro is kind of like a jazzy. I know it's quite a mellow like piano solo with a little bit of jazz in mm. there. Uh, you can tell, uh, and then it goes into uh, some like really nice, uh, like soft uh, but like quite powerful pads. Mm um synth pads and then um and then it goes into a kind of 80s um groove uh I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a, i don't know yeah it's it's really interesting I was, that you know what inspired me to make that and there's, it feels like there's like three different genres mixed into it yeah. um and it blends really smoothly um I think anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I and, and yeah, I'm sure I, the I'm listeners really will look forward to hearing some music when you do actually release it. But you mentioned um, a shady white. Now, as I said earlier, you come to pretty much every single uh, women in jazz media event, um, and one of the things that I find so wonderful about you is that you go to a gig, you you love the gig. And then you continue to support that artist. You'll follow them on social media. You'll then go to other I mean, you're like the dream audience member from that point of view. Um, so, for example, I know Migdalia Vanderhoven, um, who, shout out to Migdalia, she's in the team. But I know you're a huge supporter of her, Kim Cipher. So, what well, I mean, and I don't think it's just because it's me. What is it about the Women in Jazz Media gigs? Why, why do you keep coming to all our gigs? Why not get coming to them? Well, I think you keep dragging me along. But no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm joking. Seriously, uh, I, no, I really enjoy it. I think it's a, you know, I don't know. There's so many angles to take on this. It's, it's such, you know, it's a, it's a f- fantastic organisation. Uh, the opportunity is great, um, and you know, it's 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 initiative um, and what it's achieved so far. You know, and I remember. God, it must have been, I think it's like two and a half years ago mm-hmm. when you set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, wasn't it? It was just a Facebook page. Yes. And then it all started going all kicked crazy. Off. Yeah, it kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, then it was like, oh, should we get, get websites to go then? I don't know, just since then, you know, I've, 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 I feel like, you know, I've been, um, you know, trying to, trying to support uh, the, the mission and and you, obviously, mum, as much as possible from, from the get-go. Um, and... I don't know, yeah, I just, you know, it's a, you know, just anything, I, I, I like helping and anything I do to help um, anyone or anything that I, I believe in, um, I, I will, I will do, you know, I wish I had more time. Um, but in terms, of, in terms of terms of the gigs, you know, um, apart from it's part of Women in Jazz Media, which I really support, is, um, it's always a fantastic uh, lineup, um, mm-hmm. you know, really good artists, really good music, Um I always, you know, and every single, pretty much every single gig I go to, especially the Women's Jazz Media ones, is at the end of it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. It's, it's just never long enough. You know, it's not the last <laughs> yeah. one. It's, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm on my way home. I have to, I can't go sleep for a few hours because I've, I've got to digest everything. You know, I've had all this new music and mm. it's, you know, going into my brain. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has that, but. Uh, yeah, so it, it, you know, I have to digest to consume it all, and I don't know why do I support them. I, I, um, I don't because I want to. I, I enjoy it. Um, 
and I don't know. I think that's because I I like it. I I enjoy it. I want to support. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll always do as much as I can. Um, you know, sometimes if it's just a social media follow and I can't go to any of their gigs or something, then mm. that's a shame. But at least they're following something and if I can do some likes and retweets or whatnot. Um, mm. Wish I could do more, but um well, but and we always do talk about and say people won't know this, but pretty much all the gigs you come to, even if it's not, I mean, not a women in jazz media gig, because you do go to other gigs as do I. Um, but pretty much every gig that we've gone to, we will then discuss it afterwards. So we'll come back and as you say, it's like new music for you, and we kind of talk about what a great night it was, but that kind of that buzz um stays with us both but kind of you in particular you you, you always want to kind of oh yeah that artist was brilliant the drums were brilliant the groove or the songs or we always have a great chat about it but in particular which is is uh, in many ways a key thing I wish to talk to you today about um is a Shaney White now a Shaney White for those of you who've been listening to my podcast was the very first guest on my new podcast series uh, and in that conversation we mentioned um Tony and his friend Dave and I played Ash a little snippet um, of something. So Tony, as you know, you did a um, a podcast episode with your friend Dave. So I wanted you just to explore that a little bit here. So for people listening um, with my Women in Jazz Media hat on, uh, and it was part of the London Jazz Festival, a Shaney White did a gig at the fantastic Toulouse Lautrec. Now I unfortunately couldn't go because for some unknown reason, um, I'd also programmed the equally amazing Vimala Row um, at the same time. So we had two incredible artists performing uh, on the same night. So I went to uh, Vimala's one uh, and some other people in the team went to Ashani's one. So I missed it. So of course, as I would do, uh, I spoke to Tony after the event um, to find out how it went. And my goodness, it was... Well, from all accounts, groundbreaking on on many, many levels. But Tony, talk me through it. So you went with your friend Dave. Just, you know, you've seen Ash before. You're already a supporter of, of her. So you were expecting a great night out. Um, but it became something so much more than that, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, and sorry, uh, yeah, if you had to choose between a Shaney and Vimala, it's just... Impossible. Oh exactly. It's impossible, <laughs> yes. I'm never... Pro- I mean, that's a note to self. Don't programme two incredible women on the same night. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's not like you can go one half of each either, is it? Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, the, the Shaney uh, gig. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, um, it was so good. Um yeah, we went went there, um, and uh, yeah, fully expecting to be a great. Night. You know, I've seen a Shani before, know know her, and yeah, it's never never. It's always been good, never never disappointed at all. So we expected a really good night, and um, and to start off with just I'll just kind of have, you know try, uh, highlights is um, uh, yeah to start off with is it Sam Doubter, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of Shani. He he kicked things off with a really nice um, acoustic set, and we weren't expecting that, and I think that really set the mood. Mm. Um, it was yeah you know, it felt like really personal mm. um a lot a lot of his uh, thoughts and feelings went into it and i don't know really set set the mood um and then obviously Shaney came on and uh yeah it was just um the music was just so unique and um passionate um uh, and powerful i don't know how else to describe it really um off the top of my head um and I don't know, just the whole the whole audience was in awe. Uh, me and Dave as well. And during it all, yeah, I feel like we we had um, yeah, we, we've gone to other gigs before. We've made some music together as well. Mm. And 
uh, you know, he's a musician as well. Um, and I don't know, I feel like we had this really, um, I don't know, we really connected while we were listening to the music. There's a few times, you know, mm. uh, during a nice, uh, like, chilled out, ambient type uh, soul song. It's such a unique genre, um, if if you can label it as a single genre. But, uh, yeah, there's a few times where, where a riff, just a really simple riff would come in, uh, or just a simple uh, bow of a string. Mm. Uh, and me and David just look at each other and be like, "Poor." Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was insane. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> without even saying it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, it was like, like that throughout the entire evening. Mm. Um, and I don't know after it. I don't know. You know. I think I can't remember what we mentioned in the podcast exactly. And I haven't listened back to it actually. Um, but I don't know. All that the feeling of that emotion and the feelings portrayed by the music and how, um, you know, we consumed the music yeah. if that's the word um you know afterwards i don't know dave and i started talking about stuff we were talking about the music obviously first of all mm. um and then i don't know yeah we started op- opening up about stuff i won't go into that but it was some pretty like you know really deep stuff that you wouldn't usually share uh off off you know off, off the bat um and anyway it turns out that um Dave and I had some, uh, uh, you know, very, very similar and the same kind of um, uh, worries or troubles and around mental health. And, you know, I wouldn't have opened up about that with anyone usually. Yeah. Dave the same. And the fact that, you know, we we started talking about that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that would have happened if we uh, hadn't gone to that gig. Yeah. and yeah, since then, I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, I feel a lot more, um, you know, I feel like, you know, sharing your thoughts and feelings is super important and it's no good bottling them up, basically, in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember the original question now. I feel like I'm rambling. No, you're not rambling at all. But what, what you and Dave were talking about, and I think what you and I have talked about, is how men don't often open up. Yeah, you were talking about mental health and you were able to kind of, you know, over a pint or a glass of wine or whatever you were drinking. I just thought it was a wonderful thing that going to a night of a Shaney's music somehow facilitated you and Dave, so two guys who'd just gone out for a, a, a night to have a, a, a nice night and some drinks, ended up like sharing some of your innermost feelings, which doesn't often happen. So it's that the power of music, I think, to kind of, allow you to do that and that's what I asked um so for people listening I actually asked Dave and Tony to talk about this as uh talking about men and mental health and, and opening up and how it's not done enough so there is a another podcast that is literally just Dave and Tony talking about that night at Ashaney's um so do please listen to that because uh Tony and Dave do explore that but it's a beautiful thing don't you think Tony the fact that you can go to a night and that it ends up I mean the emotions that can kind of come to the surface is is an incredible thing yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's really, um, yeah. I mean, I've been to a lot of gigs, and I don't think any of them have disappointed. Really, um, maybe. Oh no, no. <gasps> I was going to say, <laughs> no, not women in jazz music gigs. So, uh, oh my god, he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of one gig that is completely unrelated to all of this. Okay. Uh, jazz, uh, I'd say. Uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. I don't, oh yeah, don't don't say, don't say who yeah. it is though. But okay, well, no, you know, that's no, the thing. No, you no. go out, but especially if they're artists that you don't know, you are taking a risk, and you know uh, sometimes it's maybe not what you were expecting. For example, but I'm I'm happy that all the women you've gone to see have been more than you expected. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's go back. Your question was um, 
you know, that yeah, that we're sharing about men's mental health after the gig and yes. the, the power that it had. And yeah. yeah, it was it was um yeah, I was I was a little surprised at, at first that it happened, but in a in a good way. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I, and yeah, the, the podcast episode we did was good because um Dave and I haven't done a podcast before and you asked us if we'd be interested in doing it and yeah. I was like absolutely I'd, I'd you know more than willing to share share you know um I'd, I'd, you know what happened and um how just how we feel about it and everything basically and trying to just just um spread that kind of um oh yeah you know just kind of share that it's okay to share things basically yeah um, well because that's think, the key thing and people that know me and you you know this you know sharing experiences and sharing stories is a hugely powerful thing because if you hear someone like you explaining something or doing something it makes you realize that you can also do that so I think that's what was particularly inspiring to me was two guys just gone out you know for a drink as I say and ended up exploring not just your own mental health but you know looking at you know the fact that men don't often open up and that once you do it's an incredibly empowering thing and you actually feel so much better for it now so you know and you wanting to encourage other men to do that and the best way um to encourage other men to do that is for men to actually spread the word so that's yeah that's why I asked you to do that that podcast which I I hope does inspire other men firstly to go to a Shady's gigs <laughs> <laughs> you know right. but but also yeah to open up <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean yeah because it's and to be honest as well because yeah, we hadn't done a podcast before yeah. and um i don't know it felt not not uh, if i don't know we were kind of adjusting at the beginning it felt i don't know not uncomfortable but mm. we're just trying to get into the rhythm kind of thing um but it, yeah it it, it 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 we we did it well i think it was um yeah i think i think it was just cool that you know um you know, Women's Just Media, a female collective, um, hosted the Ashani gig. We went there, that happened. And then as an outcome, we we think, you know, sharing and um, feeling things differently, I'd say. Mm. Uh, and we've, we're, we're sharing that uh, for podcast and, um, yeah, maybe a, hopefully a, a butterfly effect. Not now, but, you know, maybe, not even now, in, in, just moving forward. If, if you're talking to, to someone, uh, uh, I'll definitely be... Uh, I don't know what the point is trying to get to. But, yeah. <laughs> no, but it is a beautiful thing. I think that's, you know, I quite often say that with women in jazz media, because ultimately the dream is that it is a beautifully equal jazz industry. And obviously we're female dominated because that's where there is a um, a gap. But the dream um, is that it's all, you know, beautifully equal and fair. But of course it, it can't possibly be that siloed. Um, so I love the impact of a, a women in jazz media gig that actually has had um, on men, for, for example, and mental health. Because as I say, it's it's all it's all connected. So I, I do love that, and I do hope that does inspire other men. But yeah, so please do have a listen to this podcast. It's got nothing to do with uh, women in jazz media or jazz or or me. It's literally just two guys having a conversation about a gig they went to. It just happens to be a women in jazz media gig, but it's um, it's a really inspiring story, and I do hope it encourages um, other men to open up a bit. So, Tony, I know we could chat for hours, literally. Um, so I'm I'm aware of that. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask you, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but but I am going to put you on the spot. Um, you've been to many many gigs. Is there any shout outs for any particular artist that you're huge fans or supporters of that you would like to encourage our listeners? to go and 
go to their gigs or listen to? Oh, such a question, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all of all of them basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, yeah, also, yeah. Um, I don't want to pick favourites. I love that answer. That could have been yeah. a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it is no, there's there's too many. Um, they're all fantastic. Uh, always had a good time. In fact, the the London Jazz Festival, uh, weeks where we were just media as a load mm. of events. Mm. Um. Yeah, they've been some of the best best weeks of my life, honestly. It's just a week packed. I've got, you know, gone, I don't know, five, six nights in a row, absolutely knackered by the end of it. it yeah. <laughs> every night was fantastic. Um, <laughs> and the last time I thought, like, oh, yes, yeah, there'd be a jazz festival every month. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just yeah, it, it, never disappointed. I think that they're all they're always fantastic, always good events. Um, and I'm not just saying that, but it's genuinely, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I would just... Um, Go to anyone. I don't think anyone anyone would be disappointed if if you like music. No, and honestly, and I must say, I, I, and I know, um, um, with my mum hat on, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to ask you on because you do so much, and and it's it's nothing to do with the fact that we're related, at all. Um, and as I say, I don't make you come to all the gigs, and you know, the amount of support and everyone in the team are always because you're almost like you're kind of like a team member, you're a, a, like an honorary member. Because obviously everyone's women, but if there was if there was a male member, it would absolutely be you. Um, and all <laughs> the women are always saying how wonderful you, you are. So I really do want to a shout out for the work you do for women in jazz media. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor and a privilege. Um, wish I had more time to do more stuff. Um, but yeah, it's I'm just really pleased to help and be a part of it. Um, and I don't know if, if anyone's interested in the context, uh, more more context, but um, it's not just, it's de- absolutely not a relational thing, you know. Um, so, for example, you know the whole, you know, the whole, uh, the diversity aspect of it, you know. Um, so, in in the like the programming industry, you know, there's there's also a gap there where it's like women, there's this whole women in tech movement, mm. you know, because it is very male dominated, especially with uh, software engineers and pro- programmers. But yeah, um, so there's there's a lot of initiatives for like. Um, you know, women that code, girls that code, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I actually don't have much time to help them. But what I have uh, been doing, uh, you know, for, for a year or so, is I've been offering, um, you know, training and mentoring and knowledge sharing and just like crash courses into like coding and the whole environment um, for, for women. You know, in, when I've been in, in teams and there's... Um, there's uh, uh, you know female designers or something like oh I'm really interested in getting into into some software stuff I'd I'd, I'd absolutely offer uh, you know uh, some guidance or some courses that you could do and you know we could sit down and do some stuff together um, anything to help so it's it, yeah it's not just I'm, I'm not doing this just because it's you know it's my mum's thing and I know some of the, the people it's absolutely a, a passion thing um and yeah I'd, I'd do a lot more in other spaces as well if I if I could uh, no. just don't have the time <laughs> no and but honestly you do so much Tony and I know just just to add that um something else that we, we've discussed and you're very passionate about is that is the homeless co- um, community and I know that we've had a, a few conversations that that you have brought up about you know um I've seen this particular person you know I know when you go um out and about when you see homeless people that you do worry about that and we quite often talk about well what can you do yeah what can you do to help that and I know that we've 
we've discussed you, you know, getting involved in somehow setting something up, uh, whether that's to do with coding. So about developing a skill, because um, you know, it's obviously giving someone money is one thing, but it's about that that longevity. It's about actually trying to support and rebuild their lives. And quite often they don't have the skills to do that. And I know that coding obviously as an area of passion for you is something that you could actually try and utilize to support the homeless community community so that's that's an area that I know that you're passionate about yeah absolutely I mean I mean um once again it's it's honestly just a question of time mm. and priorities <laughs> you know um one particular homeless person uh or, or well there's one that's not particularly homeless uh but this lady uh is quite pretty local um yeah, she she she's not homeless, but she's really really struggling, mm. and she, she's very low income. She's got a child, and she's she's not happy basically. And uh, yeah, I yeah I I try and just have a little chat with her, and you know I'll get her stuff from the shops sometimes for a baby, you know whatever she needs. I'll I'll not you know, I'm not going to do a whole shopping basket, but um you know I bought a bottle, a new bottle for a baby, and I was like Jesus, you know she she's she she can't even afford to get a new bottle for mm. a baby, you know, mm. and and stuff like that. And it's it just really it's really upsetting. So any anything to do to help, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, like I said, there's loads. Of, we you know we had a chat the other the other day or the other week or something. Um, you know about how you know more what more, more I could do, and it all sounded fantastic. I'd love to pursue it, but um, it's it's just finding like, the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's so much I want to do, and you know I want to also want to focus more on my music. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's just yeah, it's just crazy. There's not enough. There's just not enough time um, at the moment. But um, yeah, hopefully things will calm down soon, and I can um, focus on you know reprioritize things. I hope so, but you know we quite often say you know things will calm down soon, and they never do. You and I are both always doing stuff yeah absolutely <laughs> and that's the thing when I, and i think we're the same is when once you get uh, once you start on something and you you're really getting into it it's kind of i don't know i, I become a bit um i don't know I, i've got a bit of an addictive personality i just find it hard to stop <laughs> basically and you know what and um, i know you know, i bet some people listening are saying how similar we are in that respect because that i think things that i i see in you yeah, that you get very passionate about things and then you just don't stop. I think you might get that from me. Yes, more than likely. It's a good <laughs> trait to have, though. I yeah, I, mean, I don't want to take credit for anything, but yeah, we're both the same in that way, that we both have so many ideas. We get very passionate and excited about things uh, and wish we had more time to do it all. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna uh, round up our podcast now, otherwise I will uh, talk to you. No, so you wrote a song about more time, didn't you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I have. What, and busy, always busy. More time. Uh, and in fact, for people listening, there is a song on my album which comes out today, because um, these podcasts are all coming out on the same day um, on uh, uh, my album release day. Um, I wrote a song about Tony uh, on that, about saying how fabulous you are, and I don't think it's a cheesy song. I don't think it is. I quite liked it. I feel quite honoured. Yeah, well, uh, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's so. not called you know Tony. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more subtle. Or, you know. or B two. I would have loved to have called it B two because you would have found that really funny, and I would, but everyone else would be like, "What?" He's finally lost the plot. <laughs> but anyway, um, what my final question, which I ask everybody, so that's why I was just reminding you that these are going out on album launch day. Is the final question is what is on your to do list? 
Oh God, don't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the top thing on my to-do list is update my to-do list yeah. uh, for next week or something like that. Um, what's on my to-do list? I don't know. Yeah. I've got about four or five different sections and in each section there's probably about five things in there. Um, but so I, I do them weekly. Mm. Um, so yes, I'm, yeah, I, I need to create a fresh one tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But there'll be stuff carried over from this week's to-do list. It never gets finished. Um, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, just basically. Um, yeah, lots, lots of stuff is on my to do list. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny because with all these podcasts, at the end of it, I ask all of my guests, "So, what's on your to do list?" And so far, everybody's been like, "Oh, well, I've got to do this." I go, "Yeah," and they kind of you know, mention a few things. But if anyone asked me what was on my to do list, I'd do exactly what you just did, and I would be like, "Oh, well, there's like, oh, I don't even know where to start. There's so much to do list, and I've got to write a new one." And I just, yeah, horror comes into well, not horror, but kind of you know, a lot of energy suddenly appears just at the thought of my to do list. But I tell you where we are very different because I have a paper to do list. Yes. You don't have a paper to do this, do you? I don't know. And I think it's mostly because a lot of the, I don't know. I, I think a lot Is of time. Because yeah, I'm, I'm old and you're young. No, no. I used to have a, a paper to do list. You know, it used to be on paper, but uh, I don't know. A few, few years ago, it's because um, most of on the computer, I'm chatting to people, mm. got emails, and then we've got like a, yeah, this, uh, like a, a board of things to do for certain projects um so i need to take you know, i take actions from all that while i'm on the computer so i feel it's easy to like copy and paste some things yeah and, and tweak a few words I, I, I don't know it just feels it's, qu- it's quicker than me writing it um uh mm. i don't know always because i have screens up in front of me so i always have it up in in the corner kind of thing mm. um i don't know i've just got it i've just got in, into that habit i suppose um, no judgment no judgment at all <laughs> um but tell me do you still do that post-it note thing you used to, yeah, I used I to say, love yeah. this. Yeah, you write on post-it notes, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, only like quick, quick things like reminders or you know, add this to your to-do list. Um, I have lots of yeah, lots of post-it notes on computers in and around my desk. Um, yeah, uh, but they're so, sometimes they, quite interesting things because it's not just pra- kind of practical things. You you do write ideas on there sometimes, don't you? Whether that's a musical idea or some kind of inspirational thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really depends. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember I was chatting with Vashani and she said a few things that really helped me because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, um, mm. and that really affects me finishing music. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I you know, uh, so yeah. Anyway, Vashani said a few things, like just a few. So I created a few like bullet points, mm. so to speak, out of that and posted them up around my my computers, um, computer screens, um, and yeah, it's just so when I go into the room or I'm looking looking at different screens I see it see it in the bottom it just kind of reminds me you know mm. uh stop making everything perfect or whatever you know just get something you know uh yeah but then equally um sometimes I'll have a to do a um a post-it note that says oh you know uh don't forget to I don't know reply to this email and then ironically I'll put that on my to-do list <laughs> or after I've done it I'll then put it on my to-do list so that <laughs> I know that I've done it or I don't know it's it's really weird it, it, sometimes if it's on a post-it note I still add it on my to-do list after it's done <laughs> it's a bit strange it's more of a uh I, I don't know how to describe that it's like a uh you know clean I don't know cleaning perfection I don't know yeah I don't know why I do it but it's, it's a thing <laughs> 
Okay, well, look, um, thank you so much for being a guest. And that wasn't as weird as I thought. I thought it might be a bit weird because it's you and me. I kind of wasn't sure. And for people listening, I did say to Tony, well, let's give it a go. And if it ends up being a bit strange, then we, you know, I just won't publish it. I don't need to do it. Um, but I thought that was a lovely chat. Yeah, it was great. You know, these podcasts that I've started doing, I, I, I know it feels at the start, um, I'm a little bit uncomfortable not uncomfortable but mm. I need to like ease into it a bit mm. and it feels like it feels like it's flowed it flows easier after the initial part um but yeah no it's no it's great I thought it was nice it's like it's not doesn't feel weird at all and apart from anything else it's like who gets to do podcasts with their their mum <laughs> well not, some, not many people well, no, and some <laughs> people might say I don't want to do a podcast with my mum yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think you are a prime example there are so many people behind the scenes Techies in particular, and I will use that term, um, there's photographers. And in fact, I asked uh, um, the fabulous Ron Milson today, I sent him a message about him being a, a guest on this podcast, because quite often people don't like to have a light shined on them. And you are generally quite, because you, you are a techie, you, you are comfortable behind a computer screen. Um, so I love the fact that this podcast and also kind of the writing I do and the women in jazz, but all the different things, being able to shine a light on people that wouldn't do it themselves is something I'm very passionate about so that's why I'm pleased you came on this podcast because now everyone will know a little bit more about you well it's a pleasure I hope it comes comes out okay um yeah it's been a pleasure to be on it and I'm looking forward to all the new stuff coming out thank you so much so thank you everybody for listening to thoughts conversations and to-do lists and on my to-do list today was talking to Tony Barnes it was more than that, surely, but okay. <laughs>